the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning, good evening, good Friday, good podcast day. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Everybody finds your seats. I'm already sitting down. I trust that my guy over there is sitting down. Welcome to the number one. I get the Pewters Putin podcast out there on the internet airwaves with me across from me. Is my guy, your guy, forever young, 89, the goddamn motherfucking glue, a.k.a. Wes Welker. What's going on, my guy, Wes? You know regular degular shit here in the factory trying to produce this uh, extra hot butter to send out to the folks to consume. Um, but back here for another week is my guy. That's Cat, a K with two T's on the end of that thing. You can catch him at catandcrunch.com or, more importantly, here every Friday. On the Dipped and Butter program, wherever you consume your audio, because we are there. Um, my nigga and yours, Cat was popping. Hey, what's going on, my guy? So, I, I'm coming straight in this week, disheveled, bro. I'm disheveled. We gotta be. We're already doing uh, it wrong, so. <laughs> uh, can, can I tell you why I'm disheveled, bro? Like, of course you can. So, all right. Oh, holy See? shit. I told you we were doing it wrong. Even more disheveled. Even more disheveled. <laughs> but fuck it, bro. That's real life. Uh, so, all right. I'm trying to think how I should lay this out for you and the audience. Uh, have, like, you or, uh, speaking of which, Luis, uh, Luis is in the house. See, even more disheveled. Luis, what up, bro? <laughs> but, uh, so, Okay. So fuck all that shit, fuck the formalities. I'm just going to get straight into it and talk to my friends because I got to do it that way this week, bro. Like, Wes, have you ever had a situation in your normal, regular adult life where it just occurred to you that you didn't know some shit that you should probably just <laughs> already know? All, all the time I tend to have these kind of moments. I don't, I don't think I can pinpoint one right now, but, you know, if you share, I might come up with something. So... Just now, literally, like minutes before recording time, which is why y'all can hear I'm all in a tizzy. Like I'm, I'm just not in my routine that I normally be in because Thursdays when we record, it's like a whole thing. It's agreed upon that like the family kind of like Donovan takes care of dinner for the family because they know that I'm like, I'm kind of inactive, right? Like mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not in the roster today because I have to get my mind right. Sub me out the family today. Yeah, you got to sub me out today. Like, you know, I spent an hour and a half recording, more time preparing, time editing, whatever it may call for to get this show ready for y'all, hot off the frying pan on Fridays. Mm -hmm. Well, today my wife was going to cook and she couldn't necessarily cook what she wanted to because the dishes weren't ready to cook. Now, first of all, let me just start this by saying 
if you're ever listening to this dad, I feel you now. Like <laughs> my dad used to come when we was young, my dad used to come in and flip the fuck out when the dishes wasn't done. And oh, we never man. understood what the big deal was. Nah, like, that, what's the big adult. deal? Yeah, like we used to always hit him with some fuck shit like we about to do it. We was just about to do it. Like, there's nothing worse than coming in the house and dishes already. And you know you need to prepare a meal. And nobody wants to be fucking washing dishes before they prepare a meal. So I had the the good pan, the deep good pan, still filled with chicken grease on the stove. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The same pan that my wife needed to make stir-frying. Because it's deep, it can make a full family serving in there. You can put everything. The shrimp can go in there. The chicken can mm-hmm, go in there. Everything mm-hmm. can go in there. And right. we don't got any other pot slash pans like that. So when she went to go cook it, she was like, well, babe, I can't cook it because the pan is full of grease. And I was like, she was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, babe, you know what? That's not even on you. That's on me because I was going to cook yesterday. But I saw the pan was full of chicken grease. So I said, fuck it, I'm not cooking that. And then I ended up making just like hot dogs and french fries for everybody. (laughs) So I say that to say this. How the fuck do you dispose of chicken grease, bro? Like properly. Like I know you you can't pour it down the sink. (laughs) I learned that the hard way in my early 20s. Okay. Like, did you ever get caught up pouring grease down the sink? Of course, everybody did. Fam, I used to pour bacon grease down that bitch and everything. Like, we completely destroyed our garbage disposal. Fuck yeah, garbage. bro. It's not, like, it's not until you grow up and you really, like, think about what bacon grease and shit does after it sits on the stove for a while. <laughs> you be like, damn. I was doing that I, down I probably, there, too. Yeah, <laughs> I probably am <laughs> fucking that shit up down there, ain't I? That's so funny that you say that. I just seen another uh, meme the other day that says something like, you know you've matured as an adult. When you no longer kick the ice under the fridge, you actually clean it up. And literally just the day before, I had kicked ice under the fridge. So I know I got some growing up to do. You still got some growing up to do. I still got some growing up to do. And honestly, like realizing that today at 38 years old, like it was really like a moment of clarity and getting to know myself. Like I asked my wife, I was like, babe. And I was like, man, like, babe, I still don't know how to fucking properly dispose of chicken grease. Like, what do you do with that shit? Like, people have been cooking chicken for years. And how the fuck don't I know I mean, how to get rid of this okay, shit so properly? Can, let's, what is the proper way? Because my brain goes to, um, I'm a nigga. I'm probably going to put it in, like, uh, some Kroger bags and escort it to the so trash can. Kroger bags! Yeah. So, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Back up the Kroger bag container. Now, have you actually ever done that? Have you oh, gone yeah. to Kroger bags? So, yeah. so... Okay, let let me let me assume that I know how you're doing this. Let me assume you're doubling it up. Yeah, maybe you, you have triple. to double it up because if you got maybe even triple because you can't because one of them all man, them motherfuckers fifty percent of them got holes in them at they least. Got holes in them, like so you, you got to double, check. triple, quad them up. Yeah, pour the grease in there, tie it fast, fast, and then hurry up and throw it in the trash. Right, put it in the trash, and that trash got to go out. You know, it all See, kinda, my- kinda, that got to go out. See, my brain never even went there that far before. <laughs> Let me tell you how I used to do it in the high school when I really didn't know. Oh, when like when really I lived <laughs> in film. When you're talking about to... boundaries. And you know what? I think I got this from my dad. Like we had a storm drain in our backyard. Uh, we just happened to be the one backyard that had a storm drain. And we used to just run the shit out back and just dump it in the storm drain. 
<laughs> like we used to literally I take mean, a whole from, big pot of grease and I'm dump from, that shit in the storm. Drain. I'm from Youngstown. I've 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 done that a time or two before okay. for sure. Especially in the rain. Shit, it's raining outside. Shit, go go give it back to the elements one time for the one time. So yeah, in my fit of in my fit of rage and yelling at my wife, she yelled back at me like, "Babe." I don't either. I don't know how to dispose of that shit properly either. Like, I know all the wrong ways through trial and error how to do it. I said, did you have to go to Google University? How I had to Google. I, I Googled it. You know me, fam. I Googled it. And what popped up was it said that, <laughs> you know what's so wild? Is Google is almost always super precise and exact when you they go know exactly to Google what you're talking about when you go there and Google something. Fam, this was one of the first times that... Like, bro, Google was super vague to me. Like when I pulled it up, it was like, so probably what the best approach will probably be is grab any kind of container that's not recyclable and kind of just put it in there and kind of just take it to the track. And I was like, Google, you sound like me. Like I needed you to tell me. I really wanted Google to say, put it in like an ice cube tray, freeze it, and then right. like. And then sort it alphabetically and put it in an envelope and mail it right. to your, right. to your, to your local, to the city right. council. <laughs> like, that's what I wanted to hear. Recycle it. Yeah, you wanted to hear the responsible thing, but that's not. How the fuck we've been deep frying shit for this long see, without fam, an exact plan? When I got with my wife, like she used to fuss at me because after we would finish off our container of coffee, like I'm a nigga, I'm putting it in the recycle. Well, that's another thing, you know, fuck around with her, a nigga recycles and shit. But like, oh, I'm either no. putting it in the recycle power, I'm putting it in the trash, you know. I'm saying, and I had to get fussed at for a little while not to throw those away because that's what she used to put the grease in to throw it away. And that part is really just dawning on me just now when you said it, bro. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, these are because these even are... even in my nigga brain, bro. When people put grease in stuff, like they put it in there to use it later. Like, you know, what yeah, I'm saying? Like, I can put that out. yeah. Like and this then is that just the grease. grease pot. Yeah, this is the chicken grease. So this is the fish <laughs> grease. But sometimes it's just all the grease I've used. Over the last <laughs> sometimes it's just grease because we can't remember what we yeah, did. Yeah, we don't fucking so, know grease. Damn it, got fries. If the wings, if the wings come out tasting like perch, then it is what it we is. We know what it is. Damn it. This Welcome is to the CNS. <laughs> <laughs> so like. It got me to bug it out. Like, I remember being, like, uh, in 10th grade, bro, being over somebody's house. And like you said, dropping ice cubes on the ground now on the kitchen floor. Now, I couldn't kick them under the fridge because it wasn't my crib. So I remember picking up the ice cubes and throwing them in the trash. And then the person right. looking at me like, you don't put that in the trash. What you doing? <laughs> like, yeah, what the fuck do it? It was like in the sink. It's a liquid. Right. It was like in the sink. It turns into a liquid. It's going to turn into water, liquid. Man. Yeah, you should probably put that yeah, in Yeah, so it, it, it's just, it's a, it's frustrating and annoying for me that we still have these like mysteries. And me and Wes can't be the only niggas that don't know nah, how to properly dispose of grease. I didn't have right? a clue, bro. I really didn't. Like you said, when she even when she said it, like I keep that for the grease. Like I said, my brain went to, Oh, this is for your later use. You're smart, so you don't hold <laughs> up the capacity of your pan all the time. Right. Ah, you so think. once it cools off, you get to put it somewhere. So if you want to use it again, you can. You can just dump but, that shit back like, in. Nigga, I I whole ass be avoiding cooking chicken sometimes just because I don't want to have the task of knowing what to do with the grease after. For sure, like man, I don't even feel like dealing with the grease because yeah. like for a long time niggas just dumped that shit right down the fucking kitchen sink. And I call, listen, <laughs> you making me think about how stupid I've done this shit sometimes. So <laughs> I call myself being smarter than the grease, right? So not only I'm gonna wait till it cool off. 
when I'm dumping it down the sink, I'm going to turn the hot water on. What? Okay. All right. Hey, what? hey, check me out. I'm going to turn the hot water on and the garbage disposal. And I'm gonna, it's got to get where it's going now. And I'm going to add some soap into the mixture. You fixing it. I'm a mad scientist, bro. I'm literally a mad scientist. This grease, none of this grease is about to get stuck nowhere down here. No, it's impossible. You put bath and hot water in there, and and you make sure you turn it on. It's like a tornado. (laughs) (laughs) Fam, you got to outsmart that shit, but I know. You got to be smarter. I know the plumber tried to tell you don't put grease down there, but the plumber ain't never thought it is. The plumber don't live here. He don't know what I know. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a uh, it's like a stash box in the car. If you turn on the garbage disposal and the hot water, add a little soap, you get the shit through. That's what I'm thinking, bro. Honestly, like we laughing and joking, but what you're saying right now makes sense to me right now. Still, I ever clogged up a sink that way? I ain't That's never what I'm saying. If you just put a couple drops of the Dawn in there, make Literally. sure it's extra hot, Dawn. moving fast, it don't got time to get stuck because it's moving through the system. Moving. It's something on it. It's we something on it. it. You got to mix it up. You feel me, man? Scientist, fuck with me. I feel like we should email Google and let them know to change their answer. <laughs> change your uh, answer. That, that wasn't a topic. That was not nothing we came here to talk about. But that just like that really kind of low key irritated me that I'm 38 years old and didn't know how to properly dispose of grease until now and I just wanted to come here and share that with my nigga and I'm glad that you feel me on that like I can't be the only nigga in the world that don't know what the fuck to do with grease and I, I feel like growing up I never watched my parents or grandparents do it like I never saw what they did with it so like it's in my life it just disappeared after a few months grandma used that fucking grease like that's what she fried her chicken in for when you came over and she said do you want something to eat that's why she was able to fire that shit up so quick you know what I'm saying and give it to the people so what you're telling me is when the fries came out of that grease with black specklets, it wasn't pepper. It was not pepper. It was just the grease. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what do you want to start this week, bro? You got something uh, you want to start um, with? Um I do that. I could I could start a few places. Um I would love for you to start a few places. I don't I don't know where to start. Let's see, this is always my issue. So I'm gonna start it with a what would you do? Fuck it. Hey, listen, this our show, bro. Yeah, I'm going going unorthodox. Um, So I have, it's a what would you do, but it's kind of like a three-part question. (laughs) All right. And it's kind of birthed by a real-life situation, and I love real-life situations that just make me be like, oh, you know, I I did my rapper thing, and I embellished a little bit into the question, but you know, that's what rappers do, so I'm here. Um, So my question in my what would you do to you is, what do you do if random woman sends you message through social media? Okay, do I need to answer that first now? Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Or do I need the rest? Of, okay. If a random woman sends me a message through social media, okay. So I, I'm, think, I'm thinking through this. <laughs> if it's Facebook, it's going to give me like half the first sentence in dot, 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 dot. Right. 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 Before I even click it and open it, because you got to be careful what you click and open, because even just clicking and opening a message from a random female can be incriminating. Fact. Just opening it. Right. Like 
Because how you explain that later? Like, well, you didn't even know the bitch. What you open it for? Like, what could they have possibly had to say? And then you you already stuck with the uh, and you never nah, want to be. Saying, I got uh, I got my answer. Not even that. It's preloaded. I hate notifications on my phone, bro. Like, I hate the number, and I don't uh, take it. So you away. don't want to see it there. I don't want to see it there. That shit got to go. So we just swipe it and delete it without reading it, though, because you can get rid of it that way too. True, you can. So but I'll let you answer me. the question. That's just getting deep. So anyway. <laughs> I have had random messages. I have had random messages. That's why I like this question because I've had that happen before where I've gotten random messages from a female in my Facebook that I didn't know, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from the first three like words or whatever, the beginning of the sentence, sometimes you can tell if it's a bot or not, True. right? Like True. if they just starting off saying some old, if they look like they went to Gehanna in the first few words are like... Oh my God, uh, emoji, emoji, you're going to freak out when you see this. Then I know right. I can say, yeah, you can delete, delete that. that. Yeah, that one's got to go. That's, that's super spam. Now, if it's some chick that looks like she's from like the short north and it says, hey, bro, I need to ask you dot, dot, dot. Hey, then I'm like, bro, I need oh shit. <laughs> If it's, if it's a chick that looks like she's from the short that's north that. and they start, hey, bro, I need to ask you dot, dot, dot. Like, that is an absolute delete. So, for me, and, and I, I, I got to speak from my current circumstances, me being kind of removed from social media, and I haven't been on it, and I'm not looking to go on it. It's easy for me now to say, oh, just delete it. Don't even look at it. Let it just sit there in the unread. Like, I'm totally fine with that. Like right now, right. but I want to kind of answer you from a, when I was active, what I would do, because mm-hmm. I think that's more fair. Okay. When I was active on social media and I got something like that, I think, I think I would open it out of curiosity just to see what it fucking says. <laughs> like, I think, I think my curiosity would get the best of me on that one. Like I right. would just want to know what the fuck it's talking about in there. Um, but like once you open it, does it just automatically tell them you open it? Like I can't go back and just not answer yeah. it because I would do that. Yeah, I believe that's part of the jig now. People know when you have seen the DMs or the you know the the inboxes and shit like that, which I still don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? If I don't if I don't want to answer it, I'm not going to answer it. Um, right. But See, fortunately know- for me, like I'm removed enough to be able to be like, okay, well I don't care if they saw that I saw it, and I'm just going to just ignore right. it. Right, I mean, so I think even, that's my answer for that. Yeah, that for sure. Question. I mean, like, I think even, I'm just gonna look at it and then ignore it. Yeah, you're a little more removed f- than me. You know what I'm saying? I'm still a little bit more active, but even I don't give a shit. Like I will, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So this so was saw it, you saw saw it. So yeah, yeah. So to to answer the question to kind of give the scenario before I get into the embellishment part, right. of my mind went to after that. So you know, sitting sitting down, minding my business. You know what I'm saying? Doing what I do, probably playing a game, working, watching TV, whatever the fuck I might have been doing. Uh, phone goes off. I see. I get a new follower. You know what I'm saying? Which is not, which huh. is not random. Not you know what I'm saying? I'm like niggas, niggas out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Different you programs. Never know. You feel me? You never know what's yeah. happening. You know what I'm saying? So I get the follow. Of course, I examine the follow. She follows. Um, or at the time, I thought followed her is the dude out here who cuts my hair. But you know, she she follows him. At the time, I thought he followed her because it kind of show you that when you go to the okay. Profile as far as you know who some of y'all similar followers are. So it said him. So I'm like, 
all right, she fuck with Jimmy. Like, I'm initially, I'm thinking maybe this is Jimmy's babe. Like, he told me his babe be on some business shit. Maybe she reaching out. You know what I'm saying? Never know. I I don't have a clue. Like, this is just my brain is going. But I'm like, all right, fuck it. All sounds understandable so far. Yeah, just a follower. So boom, that's that, right? And that's why I laughed when you said it. She looks like she went to Gehanna for sure, Um, (laughs) (laughs) right? So I think a day or two goes by, um, and my phone buzzes again, and I have a message from said person. Oh, okay. So let me stop you right there. Okay. That now that does make me a little nervous. That made me nervous as shit. (laughs) I can answer the the question like from my circumstances pretty easily. But if you're talking about like I got a friend's request from this person, a couple of days went by and then I got a message. So like it was a day. I don't think I feel like I'm being tested. Yeah, I don't right, right. I don't think it was the same day, but I think it was the next day. And what to add see this is why i fuck with you to add to that i feel like i was being tested and not you know, that's that's no shot to my wife or you know nothing like no, that no, like, not tested from your wife like i feel like it's a life test, test. yeah, yeah life tested, period right so like i say it came across and the message simply said hello no that's the worst thing you can say <laughs> that's literally the worst case scenario all it said was hello all it said you was know hello what? I, this is gonna sound wild, but I would almost rather it say like, "Damn, nigga, I saw your pics." Like, so I can just I delete it. I would almost rather it say, "Damn, nigga, I was scrolling through your pics the other night, and I saw that you kind of married, but like, how married are you?" Like, I would almost it rather, like, I would almost rather the fucking message say that, I, so I know what I'm dealing with. I can get this the fuck out of here, but just the hello. Just, just the hell. conversation yeah. starter, just that's more dangerous. Right. That's gotta just, be more dangerous. Yeah, just a hello. So Jesus Christ. of course, you know, now you can of course I can see that whole message. I can see that there's no more. So I'm like, hello. There's no dot 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 after hello. There's no dot dot dot. Oh Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right. So I go in, I open the message up, I look at it. And it's literally, it's just a message that says, hello, there's no other conversation there. But I stared at that motherfucker for minutes, dog. Like, what the fuck is going on? And it's just so much weird shit going on outside, period. Like, all right, whatever. So, I, um, you know, I reciprocated. Hello. No, I no, no. When you put hello, because I, I don't want to say all like that to incriminate my nigga, because all he said was hello. But when you typed hello. What did your stomach say when you typed hello? Like, was you just like, it's just hello? Like, did it's you just, like... Well, because I'm because I'm still halfway testing the bot theory, too. You know what I'm okay. saying? I st- I t- right now, to kind of get I don't... Yeah, I don't think this is a real person. Because after the hello, for, it wasn't long, you know what I'm saying, after that. But then the next message that came back was... Um, I'm trying to remember the exact wording, but it was, where are you chatting from? And I just, and from, that from? Point, from that That's point, from that point, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I got out of there at that point. Cause it was like, oh yeah, this gotta either be bot yeah, let me get out. Let me or, get on out or, yeah, or a fraud or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Something of the sorts, but I just thought it was funny. Um, that's the IP address. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is you talking about? If you're not funny, I don't care if you're, uh, stuck in South Africa and all you need is $400 to get home no. back to Chicago. No. Like bitch, what they got to do. I've, have you gotten, I've gotten hit with that before, bro. That shit's hilarious. Like, no, I don't usually get hit with those. I get hit with a lot of email scams. It was an email. Scam. Probably, that was the email scam for me. 
No, I'm talking about like in my email. Like I'll get an email that says like your Apple receipt is ready, and I'll be like, "Ready, nigga? I ain't bought nothing. No, I ain't bought no apps." I keep getting a text uh, that says, "Hey, this is the FedEx guy. I keep trying to deliver your package. Click here to claim it, <laughs> nigga. What? Like what? Tell that nigga back. Like now nah, you can keep it." Yeah, that nigga, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a text out of the day that said I was pre prequal for some type of uh, hardship program loan program. I text that motherfucker back. What hardship program? Like I'm, <laughs> I'm at that energy level with it. Like I'm just about to respond to y'all and see who want to respond to me because I be having time some days. You know what I'm Pretty saying? Good. But not to digress to kind of uh, to get to the embellishment part of my question. Like so outside of like I say, she asked me where I was chatting from. I knew it was you know the uh, the jig at that point. So it just got it didn't even get read. It just got deleted from that point. Like because I'm not finna go through this back and forth shit. No, but my brain said, man, what if this chick hopped in my DMs and was like, hello, you know, went through the back and forth and maybe she did get into the, you know, how married is you and I, you know, I break her down to math and my sure. brain said, what if this chick asks you for your cash app and then sends you any amount of money? Okay, so this, this is interesting. I'm not sure if this even happens out there. In I'm sure it doesn't, but that's why we call it what would you do, damn it. We try yeah. to have the most hypothetical situation. Right, right, I like these though. Like, so, okay, so you're saying if a chick just randomly hellos me, I hello back, and then that you can't start with what's your cash out there because you sound very bothered, like you're trying to hack me, so I'm not going right, to go for that. Right, right, <clears throat> But like, if they hit me with some old, like, I remember you from high school and now I'm thinking real hard and fuck it. Maybe I do. Let's say I do, because that's probably the only way we want to get this across. Like, I don't know. Let's say it's somebody from high school and I do vaguely remember this person from Mm -hmm. high school. Mm -hmm. And now they hit me with like, Hey, uh, I'm trying to send you some money for the cash app. I think my first question would be like, I think my immediate reaction would be to be inquisitive. Like, well, what for? (laughs) Of course. Like, well, what is this about? Like, do I look like a charity case to you? Like, what, what makes you think I need $5 real fast? I don't want to scan your code and get $5. I'm okay. You know what's, like, that's that's wild, though, on some dipped and butter shit. Like, that's wild that if a chick hit us up, we would be uncomfortable with, like, her just being like, hey, I want to shoot you a 20 real quick. Let me get you a cash app. Like, we're immediately like, well, what's fishy here? Like, are you trying to get, like, you trying to hack my phone? Oh, yeah. But if, sure a if, hit, if a yeah. dude hit a random yeah. chick and be like, I need your cash app. I, bro, I've seen that. I feel in like the, that would be received a lot easier. I've seen that in the comments. Now, this chick did, uh, was running some type. She got OnlyFans and shit like that. So I think she was, <laughs> which is so funny, bro. Motherfuckers, that's a whole nother topic, but I'm sure, are you aware of like the close friends on Instagram? Well, you're not on Instagram, so you don't know. Close friends? No, what's that? So close friends is basically, you know, when you post your story, like you, you know, the same thing you can do on Facebook, but like you can add a group of your close friends. Oh, so only these you, people see it. Only these people can see it if you send it to the close friends. You know what okay. I'm saying? So bitches are charging niggas to get For added the close to friends. the close friends. Oh. Fam, it's nuts out here. I love a good hustle, though. It is a hustle. That's I why I've seen it. Like, Yo, that's crazy as like, shit. I don't want to pay to be nobody's close friends, but I'm, I'm I'm glad to see a good hustle emerge like a rose from the concrete. <laughs> yeah, it's like, 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 uh, it's like a low-level OnlyFans, bro. Like, you yeah. want to right from Instagram. You want to get in the circle? Like, bitch, are straight up like, cash at me and send me, your, uh, send me your IG name and put close friends. Like, I was like, this is really fucking nuts that people... And that's really sidestep on OnlyFans, too, because, you know, OnlyFans takes a big mm-hmm. cut. 
Yeah. You can really sidestep that whole thing and I just erect. take the concept that, you yeah, direct cash. But, this, uh, but like to go it. back to what you were saying, I, like I said, I've seen that in the comments and she was doing that, but I've seen chicks who ain't doing shit like that. All you got to do is ask for the cash app and that's the immediate next response. There is no, well, what for or <laughs> what, what did you try and do? Like, <laughs> said, motherfuckers, Motherfuckers post their cash apps for nothing, bro. Like, and just put it up there, like, hey, kicking, kicking me a couple cash, dollars for his birthday. Cash app is the new birthday pin, bro. Like, people post it on their birthday, and I, th- I was around for the beginning stages of that, and I remember having a conversation with my wife, and maybe even you maybe. in the barber shop. I think I remember having a conversation early stages of this, and being like, okay, can niggas do this? Like is it is it acceptable yeah, for niggas to put that shit up? Yeah, I, I I think it's weird, bro. And like, I ain't even gonna beat you. I want to participate because if niggas is getting money for their birthday, I could have won a free couple dollars. Yeah, you want to send me a dollar? You might you might come up off of some shit like that, but fam. But the I'm, problem is you gotta dig deep. Like you gotta dig man, deep. To, to me, you look like a bum holding a sign on the corner through the internet when you post your cash out like hey look out like hey it it makes me think you ain't doing nothing for your birthday so you want to post your cash app so niggas can fund you to do something (laughs) and then i kind of feel like once you post that and this might be weird of me to even think this way but i feel like once a nigga posts hey here's my cash app for my birthday you kind of owe the timeline the results at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? How much you made, nigga? Shit. What, can, I get, can I get a cutback? Can we get a cashback on your birthday? I, I, know that's, I know that's not the case, but part of my brain yeah. goes, okay, well, if you ask us for money and you post the cash app, well, close a business, you kind of like owe us the receipts on how nah, well fact, you did. Especially if I contributed. Now, I'm with you on that. Like, Yeah, that's, that's super funny. That's the same thing for niggas who post these old uh, fuck-ass GoFundMes and shit like that who get z- zero results and you never hear anything else about it. That's yeah. Shit. I feel like there's a lot of that like poking going on. Like a nigga poke the yeah. GoFundMe and just to see what the temperature mm-hmm. like, see if they get any action, and just never tell you that oh, they never got any action. Not, not that it's a jig, but you can come up off a of GoFundMe, fam. Like, I got on there and I seen this Indian girl. She was about seventeen. I got on there. Dad had got killed in a, a fucking car accident, maybe like a week or two before. These motherfuckers been in America for like twenty years already, bro. Like, no. got got on there was talking about you know how dad was the pride, you know the the breadwinner for the family. You know she about to go to college. Mom don't work. He used to take care of some of the people back at the crib. Fam, they had made like a hundred and eighty thousand in like two days. Wow. But because my wife is smarter than me and she puts me on the game. Um, like I said, GoFundMe is really a jig for. Um, rich people or people looking to give away money for real, for real, mm-hmm. tax write-offs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Okay, you so know, it's and, just moving money around. And especially because they got the, you know, the different categories and the different causes in there, you know, a lot of, you know, red-blooded Americans waving their American flag or looking <laughs> at kids to their army veterans. So huh. a lot of them come up off of that shit. So it's, it's, it's wild. See, I certainly think that there's an aspect of that to where it's just like this is one of those dreams that are put in front of you that are kind of like, they're kind of orchestrated to make you think, Hey, you can do this too. see how easy I did it. Right. And just kind of keep you chasing that star where it's not really a realistic goal. You know what I mean? Like to make a bunch of money off a GoFundMe or, you know, some weird cash app scheme where you see all these people doing it. It's like, well, all I got to do is make sure I'm doing it the way they're doing it. And it'll happen for me too. And it's just not like slated to be that way. Like it's probably just as likely as a nigga making it to the NFL. Like you're 
you're not going to just be that. Like, it's interesting we're talking about that, but like pretty soon here, I was telling you that I'm going to start just uh, streaming on Twitch for fun. Uh, Twitch.tv, Dipped in Butter Program, Twitch.tv slash Dipped in Butter Program. I'm going to start streaming on there for fun. Now, my mindset is not, I'm going to get like thousands of people viewing and niggas going to be kicking me money to play a game. It's just a hobby. But most people on Twitch will like tell you that their thought is one day they're going to be like the ninjas and the doctor disrespects and niggas that make millions of dollars from this shit. And it's just like, fam, you know how many people go on there and play the game for eight hours at a time and don't even get a viewer in their room and they're still on that grind. Like, I mean, shit, us with podcasting, like it's a hobby of ours. It's something we want to do. The listeners that we get and the props that we get for doing it is the bonus. But this is just something that we want to do if nobody was listening. And you kind of got to have that thought, I guess, to even approach some shit like that. Affects money. And, you know, because you are one of the pod gods here um, and you just kind of hit a nail on the head, I want to give a shout out to my nigga Edward. um, Hey, my man Edward Mays, aka Mr. Mayor. Um, he is an avid listener of this podcast. I just call him Mr. Mayor. He's not a mayor of anything. You gotta be careful what you put out there on yeah, record. I, I saw the neck jerk, but uh, you know, my my guy, he's a he's an avid listener of the podcast. My my me and my me and my dude was uh playing phone tag over the past week. He been he been trying to get at me and ask me about, you know, podcasting and shit like that. So um we finally got a chance to talk the other day. I talked to him for probably like an hour for real, for real, just about podcasting and shit. And this nigga really does listen to the show. He was giving me episode numbers about shit. Awesome. He was like, I thought it was this. I thought it was that. And I was like, shit, nigga, you might be right. Like, I don't know what the fuck I be on, but, um, you know, I really just wanted to shout my nigga out because he be listening to the show one. And two, um, you know, respect to him for having the the, the wherewithal to, to come and ask niggas about podcasting and yeah. shit that we've been through. Um, and, and it's so wild because he in Columbus and the, and the, and the partners that he want to pie with are in Detroit. Oh, I got, yeah, he really got, he talking to the right yeah, one. Yeah, he, he needed the sauce, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I put him on game. I, I, I gave him the recipe and I told That's him to dope, reach out for sure, you know, and, and let me know. But, you know, I, I, I gave him the whole, you know, cause he listens to the Joe Button podcast as well. So, you know, he hears about the, the level of commitment talk. So I gave him that talk. Yeah. <laughs> it was so it's funny. Really- it's really a real thing, man. Like, I, yeah. I know we kind of talk about it lightly, but just you bringing it back up, we're talking about the homie mayor. Like, it, it's, I know in podcasting, people want to view it as competitive, right? Like, you don't want to, like, talk about other podcasts because the fear is that somebody will go listen to another podcast and not listen to you. Listen where to nothing could be further from the truth, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's way harder to turn a non-podcast listener to a listener of your podcast than it is somebody that already listens to podcasts to add one more to the location. But I say that to say, like, I'm all for pumping other podcasts. You hear me talk about the the Overly Opinion pod- mm-hmm. uh, podcast on here a lot. We talk about Joe Button, all of that shit. And it's only serving to just make the network bigger. Like, yeah. I think it would be dope for, for a homie to get his podcast started with the boys oh, yeah. from Detroit. And for you to pop on there, or we to pop on there, or them to pop on here, like that shit is dope to me. You know what I'm saying? So, and And definitely talking to the right ones. Oh yeah, and that's the way that I'm trying to build it out. You know what I'm saying? I told him if yeah. he needs if he needs his pod produced, you know what I'm saying? Niggas we, <laughs> we got the tools to do shit like that over here, you know what I'm saying? And for any of our listeners, if you need your podcast produced, reach out to the tip. Yeah, nah, that's some real shit, man. Like we 
we as y'all hear from us like you know we kind of share from y'all here and there a little peek behind the curtain but this shit like it's work man and it was so crazy you know while i was having a conversation with him i was kind of realizing how much work niggas have done you know what i'm saying inside of the podcast from from where we started to where we are now like it, it it's kind of lit and like <laughs> t- talking to him you'll get a chuckle out of this he said he had it was him and like four other of his homeboys in detroit that he was trying to pie with and, and, hey and after my conversation, he was like, nigga, after talking to you, it's probably going to be two or three for real. He was like, I'm about well, to go have a conversation. And I was like, nah, you so, have to. You know what's interesting, though? Like, from, from my point of view, and I'm, I'm sure you gave him your advice, but from my point of view, not just for him, but anybody listening that's thinking about getting into this, like, if you got an idea for four, five, six, seven, whatever your idea is for your podcast, I would encourage you to do it. Like, even though I'm kind of like, whoa, five people, but I would encourage anybody to do it if that's what you think the Mm -hmm. format is that you want to roll with, because in the end, your podcast is always going to be what it's meant to be. Yep. And that's what what I'm saying. A couple people will get tired of it. It's a lot of work. Like, I was going to mention this too. Like, we got Luis on here. He does the fact checking for us, he does promotion for us. Luis will tell y'all, Luis, it's work, right? Like, like, yeah, like that promoting shit, running the page, that shit ain't no joke, you gotta, But that's why I say, like, I was, you know, dropping gems on him, not particularly that he hadn't thought about, but, like, I was like, fam, like, when, you know, get with your, get with your homeboys, like, figure out when y'all want to drop, figure out when y'all want to record, like, if you want to do it every week, like, it's like if y'all want to do it every other week, like, it's cool, but, like, y'all have that. to figure it out, and y'all mm-hmm. have to, you know, c- commit y'all's time to it, so, um, you know, it really, like I say, t- talking to him, it just, you know, made me appreciate my pod partner, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and shit like yeah. that, and, and the shit that we is a motherfucker, man. It is. Like, is and I don't even I don't even know. Do we want to do we want to talk about that episode 51 or do we want to wait till 52 just to make it whole? You know what? It's funny because we share the same brain when it comes to that kind of <laughs> shit. Because technically episode zero was episode one. True. This would technically be our 52nd week in a row True. of doing podcasts. <laughs> That's crazy. Without missing a week. That's this crazy. is our one year anniversary, Taylor. Our one year anniversary, fam. We've been doing this. We've for been podding for for a year straight without missing a week. How do you feel? How do you feel after a year, fam? So, well, I, I guess it's the perfect opportunity to talk about it. Really get into the podcast and shit. I'm sorry, I felt came here for the news, but uh, this is sort of news. But like, it, it, it's still something that I really, really like want to do. Right. It's still mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy after 52 weeks. It's still like a dream to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's still yeah. Yeah. it still feels just as good when somebody hits me up and says, bro, I listened to the show this week. I was crying, laughing or y'all pissed me off when y'all said this because that's some bullshit or like all of that feedback still feels just as good as it did week one. Episode sure. two, sure. episode five, like that shit, like that's literally podcast currency, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. just the it motherfuckers is. reaching out and saying that it they is. feel you, or that they're inspired to do it themselves, or that they were already doing it, and listening to y'all gives them something to reflect off of. Like, all of that shit is why I personally do it. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, I, right, right. I don't think there's a Spotify deal on the horizon, but <laughs> you know, obviously, we take it if it was there, Man, but like. What? We do this shit because, like, we like to do this shit. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, after a year of doing it, man, as y'all can hear, that there's been a lot of changes from the first episode. Man, if you go back and listen to it, it, it it's crazy to hear the growth in us, and you know the changes and the formats and what we've gone to doing and not doing and shit like that. And for me, it's just like 
super dope. And I've said it back then and I'll say it again. Like it's just super dope to have recorded your experiences in history mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and have something to play back. Like for me, it's always been about like having something to push play on for the kids when they get older so they can know yeah. who their dad was. So that's still really good. <laughs> nah, that, that's going to be lit. And, you know, just to kind of reflect on some of the shit that I was telling my homie, like I think sitting here at a year, it really makes me reflect back on the consistency and you know mm-hmm. some of the some of the hurdles niggas had to jump over in order to consistently hard. yeah to consistently deliver this podcast um you know the between the IT issues or the you know the personnel issues whatever it might be to the equipment issues or you know j- just whatever um you know it's it's a it's a testament to the to the commitment and the consistency that niggas wanted to you know put behind the podcast and the same thing that you said like Niggas aren't doing this for a Spotify deal, but like I told the homie, if if Spotify want to uh, bring a bag for three hundred thousand, I'm quitting my job. Yeah, <laughs> and me and my homie will, you know, me and my yeah, me and my homies will figure that out. And we are all, you know, we'll, we'll work on dipped and butter full time, or you know, shot, which is a whole another conversation. I don't know if I want to shot him out or you know, Charlemagne want to come with the bag, uh, you know, for for the podcast on his network through iHeart. That. Um, <laughs> You know, but you know what? That would be an interesting conversation to have. I don't know if we're going to have it right now, but just like off the hip, how would you feel about being offered a podcast deal from a um, company or a movement that you ain't personally feeling artistically? Um, so it's so funny because my my nigga asked me the same question, and I get mm-hmm. it again. Like it's so when you do this, like you say, when, when you're so wrapped up in it, you really don't reflect on it for real, for real. So I, you know, him asking me the questions was damn near an interview for real, for real. And like answering <laughs> some of the questions. Yeah. Well, just answer some of the questions. It made me realize, you know, like, damn, this is already shit that I've thought about. Or this is shit that I know the answer to. So, you know, when he answered that question, I, I instantly, you know, had to go back to some of the conversations that me and you have had. And I was like, fam, you can go ask cat that I've always been on this. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to, well, how much do anchor own? Like we, I've always been on this. How do we keep, you know, yeah. everything in the house? And that's why I was telling him like, you know, from the mixing to the, to the, to the logo, to the, the show, to like, everything is all in house. You know what I'm saying? So when it, when it comes to somebody, you know, wanting to offer a deal to this podcast, if that would be the case, like I'm on my Joe button shit, like the, yeah. the you know, the contract got to be right. Yeah, and like you say, we've, you know, to kind of to give that peek behind the curtain that you talk about so much, like we've done this podcast for a year straight at this point. And I think for, you know, a a first year podcast with no real promo to to have 100 plus listens a month Mm -hmm. is fire for me. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying for 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 niggas to only you know share what they with with they uh with they SMS text inbox and you know homies that's on their feed and not really force it down anybody's throat like right right yeah and even like I told the homie and I went back and I looked at it again today like there's some person there's a soul in goddamn Ireland and South Africa that <laughs> listen to this listen goddamn to this? podcast like Why y'all listen to this? <laughs> yeah shout out to y'all but like that's you know that's that's the beauty of the situation like I'm yeah. saying what I'm saying from here in Arizona born and raised in Columbus Ohio and it's somebody in fucking South Africa I don't care if it's just for five minutes listening to what the fuck I got to talk about or listening to a product that I'm putting out every week you know what I'm saying so I I take a lot of pride in that like I said, we we've put a lot of thought and a lot of work into this. Like I told, like I told homie, I said it's really like to get back to what you were saying too. It's really work. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. like, you know, it started off as 
you know, get, getting on the phone with my homies, you know, for an hour and a half, or literally getting on the phone with my homies for 90 minutes every week or, you know, however long until we got cut off that one week, which the homie reminded me of. We had to learn that the hard way. Oh, um, man. You know, it, it, it's just evolved. You know what I'm saying? And, and niggas just keep so much in mind. Like I said, the consistency, the listener experience, how this motherfucker sounds. It, it's all, you know, uh, culminating for real, for real. So um, if somebody, again, if somebody was going to bring a, a situation, they got to bring the right situation because um, this is really a, a built from the ground up type of situation yeah. right now. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's literally thing. only getting better every week. Literally, it only gets better. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The product that's being put on the table and the results that we getting back, it's only getting better every week. So there it is, there it is. Uh, shit, while we reflecting, man, you, that kind of segues right into something I actually had wrote down here. Oh uh, uh, shit, it might be the same thing I have written down. So oh, it's not. I promise you. <laughs> okay, well, I have another thing to mention around the whole anniversary shit. So okay, so uh, I guess I'll try to give you mine as fast as possible. So I was. I like to self-reflect a lot. I don't know if it's a product of my overthinking or anxiety or what probably, the fuck that probably is. Probably all of that. Yeah, like I, I, I've always been an overthinker. I've always been somebody that I, I even hate saying struggle with anxiety because anxiety is just a trendy fucking thing. But when you're somebody that sometimes can't go to sleep because I'm thinking about some bullshit that happened seven years ago, then I think <laughs> it's safe to say that I have an issue. Yeah, you but, got a problem. I was doing that one day and it, it, I wasn't trying to sleep. I just happened to be at the job and I was reflecting on some shit. And you ever have one of those moments where two separate things come together to finally paint a picture and make sense. I yeah. think that comes from me always trying to like evolve as a person. And like, I often try to like step out of my own shoes and try to look at things from other people's pr- perspectives and try to figure out why certain things happen, right? Like, I'm always revisiting situations that stick out in my mind. And I was revisiting the situation, right? So, check this out, Wes. You used to come to the barbershop that I used to cut hair at, right? Yes, sir. Now, this barbershop has had a few different celebrities and notable characters come through there, here and there, from time to time. Okay. I remember there was a stretch of time that ex-Ohio State Buckeye player, ex-Heisman Trophy winner, former San Francisco 49er, Baltimore Raven, Troy Smith, Mm -hmm. used to come get his haircut at Supreme Clientele where I used to work. Okay. Now, this was important. He was down there in Hollywood? We'll see. I'm glad you said that. Like, this was important (laughs) to me because, Wes, I don't know if you know this about me, but Troy Smith was always my favorite Buckeye of all time. Okay, I right? think I did. I grew that. up a Buckeye fan. Troy Smith was my favorite player from the Buckeyes of all time. People might ask me why, because, you know, Archie Griffin came through there, uh, Eddie George came through there. Why would it be Troy Smith? For me, it was the game when number one Ohio State played number two Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. And Troy Smith had just threw like an important pick in a crucial moment in the game, right? And, you know, as Buckeye fans, when moments like that happen, you start kind of getting down on yourself, like, oh, shit, right. here we go. I hope we ain't about to it's lose. Happening. Right. Troy walked, I remember distinctively, Troy walked off the field. He didn't say shit to his teammates, the wide receiving core, the coaching staff, nothing. He slammed his helmet on the ground, and he sat at the far end of the bench and, and like, just got in the zone. He didn't say shit. And I was like, bro, what is he on? Like, is he giving up on us? But he was zoning in, Right. 
He went right back. Like, the defense, I think, had got the ball back, and he got back in the game, like, put together a dope-ass drive with some, like, scrambles and some deep passes. And he basically put us back in the game. We ended up winning one of the greatest games I've ever seen with my Ohio State eyes, right? Always been my favorite player from the Buggeyes. Well, he used to come through the shop, and now we never, like, hounded him when he would come through. Nobody would even really talk to him because we could tell he was just trying to come get his hair cut and be low-key. So we all kind of just respected him. But the nigga was coming, like, very regularly. And you, Wes, know, like anybody else would know, that our whole barbershop was a vibe. It was a very family-oriented situation. Everybody in that shop was, like, family to each other. And all the clients knew each other. So we were always being there talking, engaging, interacting. Like, it was that type of shop, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So after a while, niggas started getting irritated with Troy Smith. Like, bro, this nigga might want to come in. Yeah, like, you got to dap in at least, bro. Like, even the weird niggas in the shop that used to come through would at least dap in. Like, you you can't not dap in. Like, you're not that special. Damn, you got to dap in and dap out. I'm the coolest nigga half of niggas ever met. Yeah, I'm the coolest. I I didn't even know some of them niggas like that. Fam, even if you don't talk about who's better, Jay-Z or Nas, or none of that shit, you got to dap in and you got to dap out. Troy Smith never did that. He would always walk straight into (laughs) the back, sit and wait. If the wait was too long, he would leave and go sit in his car and wait until it was his turn to come back in. After a while, niggas got a little irritated, right? Including myself, right? Because I'm sorry, because this is my favorite player. This is my nigga, right? This is my nigga. I don't want to feel like that. I want an opportunity (laughs) to at least tell the nigga he's my favorite player and not on some, like, fan and, you know, trying to irritate the nigga shit, but I just want to pay my respect. Yeah, on some whole facts. Well, this was around the time that my daughter was first born. And you know, Wes, like anybody else would know, that I used to bring my daughter with me to the shop every day, even when she was an infant, because Mm -hmm. we didn't have money for childcare, So she would just have to... Soldier it up at the shop with me. In the shop. I remember bro being so mad one time. He walked out <laughs> one day. <laughs> he walked out one day and stopped to say to me, yo fam, your daughter is so pretty. And then walked to the car. And me and Dan looked at each other like, Dan being my homeboy that cut next to me. He's like a brother to me. We both looked at each other like, motherfucker, if you don't get something. This nigga ain't never said nothing. Like, you stop a comment on my baby? Now, fam, I don't know why that was so offensive to me, Wes, but I was super offended by that for some reason. But here's where it gets thick, right? Let me tell you why I was reflecting on it. You know, this just occurred to me this year. This was all these years ago. All right. You remember my setup at the barbershop. I used to have my utensils out, displayed and organized as, as good as possible. I didn't have a lot of clutter because clutter attracts dust. I had one thing on my back bar one thing. It was a drawing of Troy Smith with a signature on it. Now, the signature was clearly fake. Now, here's what niggas don't know. Only reason why I had it up there was not because Troy Smith is my favorite Ohio State player, or not because I thought I could trick niggas into thinking I had a real signed picture of Troy Smith. I got that picture from the first year I was cutting hair, right? It was a family that was, like, a down-bad family. Like, I remember the dude's, like, teenage daughter was, like, this chick was, like, one of them fast 15-year-olds that would come in the barbershop, be trying to be fast. All the niggas, we all adults, we were, like, take your ass somewhere and put some clothes on. The dad clearly respected our vibe and loved how we were towards his kids. So, like, this was the type of family that just had enough to pay for the fame. 
Yeah. And he never had money to tip me. And I was always like, man, don't worry about no tip, man. Y'all like family to us. Like, I really fucked with dude like that. It right. was a white family. Right. And I was like, man, I fuck with y'all, man. You don't never got to worry about no tip with me. He was like, nah, I just know you always take care of me. Sometimes you cut the boy's hair and I don't have the money and I can always come back and pay you on Tuesday, which you always did. Mm-hmm. And he just fucked with me super heavy. And he gave that to me as a gift, as a mm-hmm. sign of like, man, I appreciate you. I appreciate how this shop is to my family. Right. I, like his daughter ended up in like one of them group homes or some shit because she mm. just was out here. Mm-hmm. And he always appreciated how we respected that. And we never tried to take advantage of his family or none of that shit. So that picture always was about that for me. It wasn't about right. like right. it being choice. And if it could have been a picture of fucking Popeye the Sailor, I'd have right. put it up there because right. that's what it means. <laughs> so I started putting those two things together and I was like, that motherfucker didn't even notice his own fake sign picture up there. Yeah, I think he was sorry at me and us because we had fake memorabilia of him up in our shop. Because Bro. niggas get mad about that. Remember when OJ went to jail about niggas having his jacket from him <laughs> Like, come on, fam. This is like, I'm trying. I'm really trying. To- well, say we get the Spotify contract and we we Joe Button big. And you walk in the barbershop in Arizona, you see a picture of you that you know you ain't took. Let's <laughs> <laughs> say West West with it. And you're like, I don't even sign my name West West. I don't even sign my name that way. Oh my goodness. If I no. let's keep it real. Are you gonna be tight if you see some obviously clearly fake shit of you? Somebody somebody might think I'm tight, but I'm addressing that for sure. I'm you definitely man, I'm saying something like a fuck. At least let like at least let me sign it for real, bro. And I'm gonna write a message on there and everything, fam. Like, hey, this shit was not real until I signed it for real. Like, who the fuck is West West with? That'll be my message on your new signed poster. Who the fuck is West West with? Like, see, that's some Kanye shit, right? Signing the fake Yeezys and shit. Yeah, see, some I, of my plaques still say Kane. Like, what the fuck? So I guess I could kind of low key feel it though, because like Troy Smith is an ex or he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Like you got to conduct yourself a certain way. Like you can't be in the barbershop in Whitehall scrapping with niggas and shit. That nigga got pulled over mad times with weed. He don't be acting no certain. That's that's part of why they don't invite him to the car commercials. Right. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Like that's why he don't get invited to them car commercials with the Heisman's. Be in the house of Heisman's. He'll never be in the house of Heisman's. Because he because his lips too black. He was up there at last ceremony looked like he was high as shit and I was like this nigga just ain't gonna learn and I'm not even giving that nigga the credit that he uh, walked in the shop with his head up if he wasn't dapping in and dapping out he probably didn't even notice that shit oh yeah see that's what I was putting that on me that was me reflecting and like damn maybe I made that shit bad like maybe he would have came in there fucking with us if he didn't see that fuck shit up on on the counter and not know what it was about but let me ask you this Um, would that have been enough to make you unfollow Troy Smith if I was following him on Instagram. On anything. And, Fuck it. And the way he was coming in and out of the shop? Yeah. Absolutely, because he's no longer my favorite book. <laughs> okay, so tell, me, so tell me how you really feel about the unfollow game. And I'll, I'll ask it in that, in, that, in that respect. And, of course, because, you know, one, one of the pieces of news I heard over the week was uh, Summer Walker and London on the track had unfollowed each other, um, which apparently these days is an obvious breakup. Um, so I want to know how you, how you would feel about um, unfollowing your boo if you had to, or your ex boo, or you know whatever the case may be, or somebody that you don't fuck with. Um, you know what? As a as a removed from social media nigga, 
I'm here to tell you, I do think it's a big deal. Like when you unfollow a nigga that that y'all both know, like if me and you, right, me and uh, Wes, yeah. we know we follow each other because we interact on this on this app, on this platform. And I unfollow Wes, I expect Wes to notice it and know that this shit is real. Like, I kind of respect the fact that that's a move in today's culture. There's not a lot of shit in today's culture I respect, but I do kind of respect, respect the fact that the unfollow is a whole move. But like, if you wake up tomorrow and you see that I've unfollowed you, what do you do? I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. And you know what's crazy? Like, no, no, the way, like, my sick mind kind of ticks is I'm not going to call you and go straight to the fam. What's up, bro? Like, did you notice that you took me off Facebook? You notice? <laughs> did you notice you took me off? I'm, I'm not going straight into that, Wes. I'm going to be like, I'm going to ask you some check the temperature questions like, Bro, what's up, man? I just was calling you, bro. I realized that we haven't really talked on the phone in a while. Thursdays, what you talk about, man? We can't be friends. <laughs> I'm definitely going to try to check in, bro. Is that weird? No. Is that weird that that heavily with me? But again, I'm a textbook overthinker. I care too much and I have anxiety. Like, bro, you know, you don't know how many times I fabricated an issue in my mind with one of my friends just because I've had too much time to think and we haven't talked under, in a while. I can understand that. What if it's um what if it's somebody who you don't necessarily like, you don't got no issue with. You know what I'm saying? Like you thought shit was sweet. Like not necessarily and sweet. Was like, like, we I thought we just was all right. Yeah, like, I thought we were just all right. We not hot, we not cold, we just commenting every yeah, now and then each other's shit and then boom, you go on. Yeah, you just uh, discover a nigga unfollow you. Like, what do that you That would make me feel a little way, too. That make you, all right, I'm just making... But you know what's weird, though? If it's somebody that I don't pay attention to, and then I notice they're gone, I just kind of chuckle like, ah, that's crazy. I'm I'm feeling both type of ways, and maybe I'll have to, you know, divulge the rest of it off the pod, but, you know... Before I, before I got on Facebook, Wes, I was canceled by a brawl. Like, I had gotten canceled for some remarks I made uh-huh. on uh, Facebook, Yeah, and I had to find out through somebody else's comment, Fred, uh, comment thread, and they was talking about me, like... Girl, I've been got that nigga to fuck off my friends list. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I looked at the name and I was like, well, no wonder I hadn't seen you post in a while. I didn't even know that's Ooh, shit. <laughs> yeah, nah, you know, this was, um, you know, this was somebody that I used to, that, you know, I, I know for a fact, and this, let me, let me make this disclaimer because I don't give a fuck about none of that internet shit for real, for real. Hey. I yeah, I don't need nobody to get it twisted. I had to take my podcast voice off for a second. Um, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is the Surgeon General warning. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Come see me in real life. We can handle it. Um, how, however, but, um, you know, I discovered somebody we used to follow each other. I'm not even, I don't know if the unfollow makes me unfollow them. Maybe I feel like that's how that's how it go. But I don't even know how I stumbled upon this shit today. I just happened to be going through the through through the IG wormhole, and I was like, "Follow, follow." Why would I follow him? I bet. Wait, wait, oh, okay, oh, okay, I, 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 I. Now, let me ask you this: Do you even bother to take? mental time and space to try to figure out when and why it happened? Um, like, did you even try to reflect, like, damn, was that... It's another... Well, when it's did a, that why I did mean, it's, it's kind of... Right. When did it happen? I don't care. Why it happened is kind of because of um, probably the same shit that you said, a nigga that made some shit up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, feel, feel some type of way. Me personally. 
But shit, me, me getting canceled was on me, I will say. Like, it was, I'm not saying I apologize for it, but I knew when I'm, it was one of them posts like, all right, I know this is spicy because I can feel it on my tongue, but I, I feel like I want to say this shit. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of like, I dared Facebook to cancel me when I posted this shit. It was some R. <laughs> Kelly related shit. I ain't gonna lie. I fucking real in the podcast. Oh, yeah, I think, I think you did talk about that. You know, but it was before you was educated. You know what I'm saying? People grow, people it change. Was I was educated, but that was what I was screaming, Wes. I, I, let me say it just for the background of the podcast. Like, I had posted on Facebook before I got off of Facebook when I realized that shit wasn't for me. And this was part of the, this was <laughs> right. part of how I realized it wasn't for me. Part of the formula. I posted on Facebook, I was like, uh, I think the surviving R. Kelly had just kind of came out. It was still fresh. And I was like, I see all y'all niggas is getting R. Kelly the fuck out of here, but fuck what y'all talking about. I'm playing 12 play until fucking <laughs> No. Half of it was a joke, and half of it was me saying, and I still stand on this, I'm not going to cancel R. Kelly because I see everybody else is doing it. I need to watch it for myself and make my own assessments before I decide that I'm just going to throw this nigga's catalog away. Because I was seeing niggas saying, oh, that nigga's the fuck out of here, and I'm never playing this shit again that hadn't even watched it yet. Right. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Like, how can we just, like... Based on now, I, I get that the shit was probably all truthful. I know it was truthful now, but it's like I, I know that this was some creditable shit. But like, whatever happened to like taking the information and digesting it yourself and deciding how you feel? But we live in the two thousand days, as you called it one time, fam. There is no time. There is no buffer to process information no more. Once it no. hits the internet, you read one thing, you read one headline, you read one article, you you formulate your opinion. Most people don't go no. beyond. And that's how you get the sensational shit on the internet because most yes, people I, are still ignorant. I take issue with that, man. Like, no, I take issue with issue. that because I think it's too easy to form a mob mentality when you Absolutely. just start. Everybody's moving and thinking as a unit. I'm not saying don't think critically. Absolutely, always think critically, but think for yourself critically. You know what I'm saying? Like, just don't just go with the shit because you know that's the vibe and you know that's how Twitter's going to react. So you need to move with the wave or else be canceled yourself. That's a, and that's a, you know, that's another thing too. And I, I feel, I don't know if we talked about this before, maybe in real life off the pod, but I've been meaning these, like, people love being first to the joke, fam. Like, and it's, 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 people love being first to the joke. People that aren't funny love being first to the joke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's a real I, thing. I'm fucking hilarious, fam. Like, and I like to think of myself on like a, um, a Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle level of thinking type comedy for real, for real. So like, if I'm gonna be first to the joke, it's gonna be an immaculate fucking joke. Like, you gonna be like, like, and I'm, I'm really, uh, my jokes be so well, a lot of times they be too soon, so I can't say them. You know what I'm saying? Right, so I just yeah. to back off of it because I'm not here for the credit or the clout or to be first to the joke so mm-hmm. somebody can share and repost my shit. I'm fine with not sharing a joke because sometimes you don't need to. You know Everything what I'm saying? always gotta be said. That's part of the problem with it. Yeah. And like you say, these are people who put the shit out and like, Water stamp they shit. So when other motherfuckers share it, they get the credit. Like, are you kidding me? Wes, I have always wondered what niggas get from water stamping their memes. Like, credit, so, so bro. Are you just like tracking this? Like, when niggas used to write in red yes, on the no. five dollar bill, like, yeah, you never right. gonna get to see where this five goes. Chain, chain, fucking bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. never. There's no way for you to track that watermark on all. You know, or you can only see how many times motherfuckers shared that shit. But that is so weird to me. Like. So, like, all of this shit is connected, and I do kind of feel like this is finally the week we're going to talk about anxiety, because okay. all of this shit is kind of connected. Okay. Is this the week? Let's do it, if you're feeling it. 
All right, we got enough time. I'm looking at the shot clock. We got enough time. So, all right. I think the biggest reason why I wanted to talk about anxiety was in relation to social media, the internet, and how it spills into our lives from a virtual standpoint, right? So mm-hmm. before I get into that, Wes, I want to ask you just so I can kind of have a bit of a silhouette as to where you're coming from on this. Like, do you struggle with anxiety personally at all? Like um, any, in any form? So because I haven't, um, you know, gone and talking to anybody clinically, I try not to, you know, sometimes I know what it feels. I know what, you know, being anxious feels like. And I know yeah, sometimes you know. when, you know, shit goes out of my control, but um, I don't, I don't necessarily want to, but I'll say yes, you know, to kind of answer the question. I know what it feels like, but I don't want to say, you know, I deal with that. I have my moments, but for the most part, I, I tend to keep it under control. See, that's, that's a big thing for me too, man, is, is understanding that having anxiety issues is different from feeling anxious about things. Right, right, right. right. I think we're kind of starting to get into a place where we don't know how to dis- like distinguish being anxious about things and struggling with anxiety. Okay. Because it's such a hot button word and topic now, and it's at the forefront of everybody's minds. I do feel like we're starting to kind of manufacture anxiety because it's in the forefront of our minds. Now I'm not here to say that people's worries and fears and stresses aren't real. I don't subscribe to that at all, but I do think it's about time that we start to really kind of sit and decipher some of this shit and start realize, start to realize when shit is becoming a bit trendy. And I say that to say like, Even in music, right, in hip-hop, like, emo music, like, I I guess you would call the godfather of emo, like, Lil Uzi Vert or somebody, (laughs) but even niggas like, I I know you fuck with Rod Wave, and Rod Wave is very self-proclaimed a sad rapper. Oh, what? Somebody called the rap Mary J. Blige, you (laughs) know? We got niggas like Rod Wave, we got niggas like Wi-Fi's Funeral, we got niggas like, like, sad rap is a whole genre, and it's a wave. And, and to me, I think it's weird that sad has become the Normal. hype. The Normal. Yeah, like, I, I remember growing up, and, and I hate to go all, like, boomer millennial on you and shit, but, like, I remember <laughs> growing up, and it wasn't cool to be sad. No, hell no. You and look, I think you it's a problem that it's cool to be sad. You look Because if it's cool, yeah, if, it's, if, if the way to relate to your... Cl- to your classmates, say I'm in high school and the way I relate to my classmates is by us being able to vibe on how we both get sad. It's only going to make us sadder, right? Mm-hmm. Sad begets sad. Yeah. So it's just like sadness, anxiety. I think anxiety moves in the same way. Like I think, and, and I'm trying to be real careful with my words because I'm not a doctor, but these are just my thoughts here right. on the podcast. Right. Like, I think the more we acknowledge anxiety and those feelings of angst, the more they become prominent in our day-to-day lives, right? Mm-hmm. And it don't help that a lot of us start off with social media and taking in all these opinions about things and ourselves. And like you get motherfuckers that wake up and before they even brush their teeth, they're checking their posts from the night before. Right. And getting sad that they only got 12 likes on something that they thought they should have got 39 for. Fam. <clears throat> I've seen people delete whole photos and repost to them. To repost them. 
like, like it, that, that's that, that's funny to say, but like that's really a sickness, man. Yeah, like that's bro. a sickness. Yeah, something's wrong. You're anticipating getting a certain type of response, and when you don't, you got to double back because, like you say, that might that might birth a lot of issues for that person privately because you didn't get this many likes. Now you think an X, Y, and Z about yourself, and mm-hmm. now at least you're down the depression road, and now you're sad, and all types of shit, man. The the, the world is a um the world is a different place. I try and think about it all the time, bro, and it just seems like um. I don't want to say it like that, but it really go back to kind of money being the root of all evil type of shit, bro. Because it mm-hmm. seems like when we grew up, not that money was plentiful, but you know, the, the $5 got you much farther in the nineties sure. than it gets you in the two thousands. And when you kind of grow up in that where $5 don't mean nothing, fam, like we still come from where $5 was putting <laughs> niggas tanks on half. You know, I, I remember my dad needing five dollars. Yeah, the car I, I remember being gas. Being, I remember gas being under a dollar. You know what I'm saying? And, and when you, when you have people who now in 2020 are you know becoming productive citizens of the world or old enough to have this social media where they can soak it in and give it back out, and it's a whole generation of people who, you know, not not for nothing, saw a glamorous life on TV from you know not regular people. You know what I'm saying? They grew mm-hmm. up with this with this internet. You know what I'm saying? They grew up, gotten to see a whole lot more of how people were living outside of how they were living. You know what I'm saying? Not to say it's it's okay to put it like this. I've seen a lot of people, you know, who kind of grew up pre nineties who say, I didn't know we were poor. Right. Right. That's a common thing, right? Like I didn't know we didn't, I didn't have know it. We were poor. Like we were just living and it just worked. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the, yeah, three of us slept in a room. Like, it might have been a little, but fuck it. You know what I'm saying? This is just how we live. Like, we didn't know that we was poor or whatever the case may be. Whereas kids, I, I'm almost probably every kid born after 2000s know if they got it or if they don't. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. all these motherfuckers want Jordans and Gucci belts and, you know, all types of shit. Whereas when we grew up, fam, like, I, all these designers were around when we were kids, bro. I didn't really know nothing about them. And, you see, know and not only that, though, Wes, but, like, these kids today have to have people's highlight reels, i.e. Instagram, yes. Twitter, yeah. shoved in their face on a constant yeah. basis. Like, I think we probably had it to where growing up, sure, you might see when a nigga got the new Jordans because he came outside so you could see him, but right. we also saw him every other day that he didn't have them. Right. So we got to see niggas lows with their highs, and yeah. I think it, it went further to reminding us that we all within our communities was doing about the same. Like, of course, there was a couple of the homies around, like, that's mom had a little bit of better job and they had the living room you couldn't go in. But these niggas still lived around us. You know what I'm saying? But these kids got to compare their living situations with niggas like Luke Paul and shit that's like, literally like, skateboarding supreme doing the same shit that they be doing all day and making millions of dollars so now these kids think this is you know what i'm saying it's just a it's a different way to grow up you know what i'm saying i can see how that could be depressing it, it, but like, and, so and, like there's, there's real sad out there yeah. with the manufacturing sad too yeah but like just to just to put it you know kind of in perspective like like i say in the 90s like Whereas, you know, I, I kind of came up and you too, like where I came up on this, you know, hard work is, you know, you, you go to work, you put your work in and you do your thing. Like, I remember one time my dad's van was broke down and I don't know if he dropped it off at the shop or whatever case may be. But I remember walking my dad, walking to the apartment complex and like meeting him outside and like, oh, 
I thought my dad was fucking Superman. I thought this nigga walked from downtown home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like it's just just where my brain went mentally, and like now these kids, you just call a fucking Uber. Like what you took? Yeah. Like my then I did, I didn't even know it then that my dad had took the bus. You know what I'm saying? From work home mm-hmm. and walking up to the crib because that's that's what you have to do. And like I did I didn't know we were fucking poor. You know, he what I'm just saying? was doing what he needed to do. Yeah, but I mean, but even like now, but you motherfuckers probably look at motherfuckers on the bus like, then why don't you just take a Uber? You know what I'm saying? Or it's it's just different. You know how how shit is like and i i think it's really just a testament to the times you know yeah. what i'm saying and it you know it goes back you know not to get too deep to the whole you know mother america and you know how how we had to survive out here and you know how how we look at each other you know that's really you know where where the problem lies but i i think it's definitely generational when it comes to the whole anxiety and like i said it's just like you said that's how you there are no sad rappers for real from our generation bro like who's yeah. who's the sad rapper I don't think there is. And, and, and going back to the anxiety thing, uh, I know me and you have talked about this before, Luis, about anxiety and stress and shit, the, the whole bear theory. And uh, I don't know if me and you talked about this, West before or not, but it's like because things have gotten so, quote unquote, smooth for us, I'm not talking about people's like mental health and their social anxieties, but as far as just from a living standpoint, right, like, Wes, you spoke to you know, your car breaking down and now you can just call an Uber or there's so many fixes for our practicalities now versus 20, 30, 40 years ago. And you don't got a kid, you don't got to break out a phone book. You don't got to know the the difference between the white pages and the yellow pages. It's just the way the brain works, right? Like stress is actually good for you because it keeps you sharp, right? So follow me on this. Right, right. If you no longer have to worry about your car breaking down, as much because there's Uber, right? You don't have to worry about getting your information because you have a whole computer in your pocket. You don't have to so much worry about where your next meal is coming from because there are so many options out there. Life for human beings is just becoming easier and easier, right? Like I could sit here at my computer set up and literally not move for a week. I could have my food brought to me. I could pay my bills from here. I wouldn't have to leave the house. Mm-hmm. But the brain still has to process stress For in sure. order to be healthy. Right. And because we're no longer primates who have to worry about a bear literally eating us when we're going to try to forge berries or make fire, we have all these humanized comforts. Our brain still has to create stress to stay sharp. So I think that's where anxiety comes from because you have to get worked up over quote unquote nothing so your brain and instincts can stay sharp. And I think it's I think it's connected back to the cell phone shit too. Like you say, is you know everything is kind of at ease and you got this you know computer in your hand with the world at your hand. So in the same token, like you say, where you can sit at your computer and not leave and have everything brought to you. In the same breath, if you can't do none of that stuff, you have to watch everybody else who can. So that's where the stress gets created. You know what I'm saying? You get anxious about what it is the fuck that you're doing out here. And that's so crazy that you said I saw a post earlier that said, um, and I can't remember what it said word for word, but it was basically, you know, along the same lines of what you're talking about right now of how people aren't just themselves or people can't just be, they have to be attached to an organization or their job or their profession. Or Or nothing else being committed to a persona that they've created online. Absolutely. You can't just be yourself. And it's like you say, it's, it's, it's that self-inducing stress for a bro. You might be on, you might need to write a book, fam. You might need to diagnose them. 
or do a podcast weekly. I mean, and, and and not for nothing, like, and and I don't again because we're not doctors, and I I don't know her situation particularly. But episodes ago when we talked about Summer Walker and her, you know, version of anxiety, like mm-hmm. it's almost kind of what I was asking, but I didn't want to ask it flat out, and I didn't know how to ask it flat out back then. But like, is this real or is it the shit that we're talking about right now? Right, but see, even for her and for people like her. It, it might be manufactured, quote unquote, but it's very real from their perspective because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe that everybody that's manufacturing anxiety are doing it on purpose. I just think that they're reacting to the world that they're engulfed in, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of times you do these things in response. I mean, anxiety, anxiety is like a drug. It affects everybody different, I guess, because I guess my version of putting myself in Summer Walker's position where, you know, her, her stance was kind of, she don't really like being in front of people and doing shit like that. I get, my brain would say there's probably nothing in this world that you could do to, you know, make outside of something, you know, you probably really have to therapy me down. Like I couldn't tweet at six 30, my anxiety is really high and go on stage at 9 PM. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for me, I feel like I would lock the fuck up. Like, yo, we got to show. I can't like, I look, I can't look up tonight. You feel me? Like, and like I said, it's like a drug, I guess it is different for everybody. And I can't really get Also, uh, Yeah. I was going to say also just like as we're evolving as people, I think the different, uh, the spectrum of anxiety is widening. I right. think it, it's not, I don't think it's anymore where you can just identify because this person is always or, nervous. It, it might, it shows up in different ways, I think, you know, for, for different people. And like I say, it might go back. To, like, this, it's a crazy conversation. Like I say, I don't want to keep just bringing up the phone and IG and shit like that. But you know, when you just have access to see what so many other people is doing, um, and if you don't have your shit, it just, it's re- it really is inducing, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking about all of the shit that, that, that comes in through your phone that you can see, that you can read. Like, it's, yeah. Like, you know what I think also is like tethered into anxiety is uh, self-awareness. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of self-awareness. I think it's Drake's uh, greatest superpower. Mm-hmm. But sometimes being like overly self-aware can be part of why you struggle with uh, being anxious about shit because you're always reflecting. Uh, Speaking of (laughs) self-awareness, I know who's not (laughs) self-aware. We know exactly who's not self-fucking-aware. Yeah, boy. You you gotta walk us through this, bro. Can you walk us through this? (sighs) Omari. You can't be self-aware, right? Uh, All right, what do we want? What do we want to call him? What do you want to call him? You gotta call him by his government. No, I'm gonna call him what he called his fucking self. (laughs) This nigga Ghost, a.k.a. Omari Hardwick. Jesus Christ. (sighs) In the studio vibing out. Rocking left to right. Think about all the fan mail you get. All the fans are right. We appreciate it. Gotta remember who we are though, right? J. Cole said it best. Them neighbors, sometimes they be like Confucius. If you can relate, maybe you can use this. Okay, here we go. This nigga, who, how did he get the rap over J. Cole's MIDI 3D ringtone beat? Like, who did he call? Who did he call to get that instrumental? 
he just, bro, he had to have just gone like his niece went on the internet and pulled that up. Fam. Like, okay, so so go. What is this nigga's name again? Omari Hardwick, but we're calling him oh, go. We're calling him Omari, what he's Omari Hardwick has released a song and video. And video, he dropped. He dropped together. It's the rollout, baby. The rollout as a rapper now. <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about mental health this week because this is also a mental health case. Like, fam, this fucking song, bro, it, 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 to me, it just screams like no self-awareness. Like, do you think he was looking a- across at, uh, the, the boy, the, the homie Dre from Power in his successful music career as an R&B artist and being like, well, I'm a star of the show. I should be able to do that too. Like, where do niggas get these dreams from? Like, I know I've said on this show before, on, on, like, on several circumstances that niggas need to let go of their dreams sometimes. Like, yeah, fuck your I know dreams. this is coming from a nigga that does a podcast. I think Diddy fam, said that shit one time too. Fuck your dreams. Yeah, bro, like, niggas gotta learn how and when to let go of their dreams, man. Did you watch the whole video, fam? I watched the whole video. Like, this song is ass. Do you even know what it's called? Luis, can you look up what this nigga's song is called, please? I don't. I think I still got it pulled up right. Bro, this motherfucker even says featuring Wyclef John. I saw looking, that and I was like, I'm why right did now. he say that? He's not on here at all. And it's called I first fam. This this title is so flagrant. It says Omari <laughs> Hardwick featuring Wyclef Jean. I am Omari Hardwick showing off rap skills. Showing Ooh, off rap skills. That, like Chime Moses, you're an idiot. <laughs> like face that I'm watching it on, and you're an absolute idiot. And like the why did fam the the neighbors think I'm really ghost like he probably just should have said I think I'm really ghost that probably See, that just goes to show that just goes to show that he shouldn't be rapping like you just <laughs> off the top of your head you just made that better in like two seconds like why are you rapping bro like t- okay but, so it sounds like to me that this is a guy that's been writing raps since they were young right I like I don't think like, his wanting to be a rapper is new now you do know about his like poet life because that's where I originally oh, know him. Uh, yeah, oh, and he's a horrible poet. Yeah, I didn't really dig him as a poet, but like that's where I originally know him from. And I think I was, I think even then I knew that he acted a little bit. So like when he popped up on Power, Wait, you knew him as a poet before an actor. I feel like I knew him as a poet before. An no actor. way! How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know, fam. <laughs> I really don't. I really couldn't tell you, but like, I felt like I knew him. But I felt that's what I'm saying. Like when I saw him as a poet, I felt like I knew that he was an actor as well. But he just, I don't, I can't remember if he had any big roles, or whatever the fuck okay. was going on back then. But when I seen him on Power, like it didn't surprise me that that was him. Like, oh, I've seen this nigga before. Yeah, I wasn't shocked to see him in the role. Like, oh, this nigga act. Like, nah, I knew that he was an actor. Um, but the neighbors again. I really want to know where he downloaded the um the three G ringtone J Cole beat from. If J. Cole cleared this, um, and fam, there's so much flagrant shit throughout the verse. I think he has three whole verses on this song, man. This shit three is whole verses. Not only that, but there's also a bridge. There's a bridge where he sings horribly, and then he has a backup singer. The backup singer. Horribly. The like, backup. So what is wrong with why, this? Why does she put real vocals on this song? Like, why? I, I, I do not like, fam, can we? All right, help me, Kat. Maybe you know. All right. Why the fuck did he put this out? Okay, so for one, uh, to to me, it rang off as egotistical. 
I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, it came off as egotistical to me because, like, you just came off of years from being, like, the man. Our main role in a prominent TV series. Niggas loved you out here in the culture. Niggas loved him out here in the culture. The chicks was running up on him whenever he was out in public. And I honestly think this comes out because he's not dealing well with going back to being regular. I mean, but he not, I mean, he might, he's just not on power no more, which he, he should be having. not getting calls. I bet you're not getting calls. For for what? I mean, because did you? I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess not, his phone's I guess, not ringing for acting for and, sure. For sure, but it might it might center around his egotistical thing because did you see last week when uh or two weeks ago when Chadwick had passed? Did you see his Instagram post? No, he posted why. Fam, it was very um, it was very narcissistic. He, he made it about him. He made it about himself. He got uh, on, you know he got he got on there giving his RIPs, but basically like. Yeah, we used to get called in for the same roles all the time. Like for real, like I really do think I really do think that uh Ghost is on the spectrum, bro. Like I think he's on the spectrum a little bit because to me to be this unaware of your how you're being perceived, right? Number one. And number two, like I don't know if anybody else has picked this up. Maybe this just might be my X-Men power. But even when I used to watch Power the Show, uh-huh. like his corniness would always shine through. It would the always shine through. To me. Am but, I wrong in that? Hell yeah. I would always see it glaringly. There would be moments where like you could tell it was written in there for Ghost to do some cool shit. And then it, it would always true. come off a little cringy, but you just kind of like fought it in your brain as maybe it was just written in that way. <laughs> but it wasn't like this nigga like was corny like even when he was trying to do some dope shit like oh I'm sliding to the club to get with Angela while my wife is at home and I'm suave in the all black suit and it always came off just a little bit corny and cringy so it, it doesn't surprise me that this is who he is because I kind of always saw it right underneath the layer the top layer, but this Man. right here is just like a whole was, other level of life. I I listened to it and I think I passed out at least three times from some of the flagrant lines that are sprinkled throughout this joint. Like I can't uh, even, I really can't. I, I meant to write it down, but it, they just kept coming back to back. I couldn't <laughs> even write them down, fam. You couldn't even take down the yeah, quotables. I, what, fam, he mentioned he's he's he rapped about Tariq, fam. Bro, he said in the song. Shout out to Tariq. That's not my real son, but and then threw up a bunch of pictures in the video of him and Tariq, and I'm like, listen, this is the this is the textbook example of the nigga that just never got over senior year in high school. Facts. He is still living in the past. Yeah, like he he will never get over his role as ghost, which is why his phone is not ringing for other roles. Like he's never going to get another role to this caliber ever again because he can never stop being ghost. He just can't. The neighbors think I'm really ghost. <laughs> and you know it's killing him inside that the new shit is coming out with <gasps> He tried to sun Tariq in the song because Tariq got his Tariq own series coming out. Tariq new ghost now. He tried to let niggas know I'm big homie. He tried to sun That's Tariq big. in his rap Narcissistic. song. See, he making it about himself again. This is all about him. This is sick, bro. Oh, this is absolutely sick. He's not dealing well with uh, not being on the number one show on Stars anymore. 
fam, you got a check. I'm sure you got a nice check from that show, fam. Take some time off, but stop. Get out of the fucking studio. And I'm going to blame this on him having a white wife because there's no way he played that shit for his wife and she was like, oh, baby, yeah, show off your rap skills. Show off your rap skills. No way. No fucking way she said that shit. Bro, I want somebody once in life to tell me to show off my life. It's making me want to test our wives, fam. Like, I might have to send you a beat, and we're going to rap, and we're going to play it for them, and we're going to hear what... Matter of fact, we should write a wax song on purpose. Let's write write a wax song and put it at the end of one of these episodes, so only the real fans get it. Only real fans will know. I'm with that, bro. bro. Onlyfans.com, Dipped and Butter Program. Uh, Be lit. Uh, so, so do you want to blow through some news real quick before we get out of here, bro? Of course you can. All right, I got a couple of quick articles, man. Uh, number one, Travis Scott has a McDonald's meal oh, so uh, dropping soon. I'm so glad you brought this up. So uh, glad you brought this up. So why are we getting this? Why is Travis Scott giving us a quarter pounder? I don't. So like, and this is why I'm glad you brought this up, fam. Like, and one one, let me say this because I don't have cable. I'm kind for this. I'm kind of mad that I don't have cable because I heard that the advertisement and commercials were kind of dope. I guess I'm being an idiot right now. They were come up on YouTube and cats telling me they that weren't. they weren't. But I guess in my brain, like without even seeing them, I knew it was kind of like little penny vibes. I knew that they. I used don't want to see. I don't want to see little rodeo picking up a fry and slamming. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't like having the. Yeah, I didn't like them having the French fries and the Cactus Jack stance. It just looked it, it looked like old French fries you find on the floorboard of your car when I saw it. I don't want that. Um, and I, I just wanted to know why, like, and I know you've spoken about, you know how you eat McDonald's on lunch, fam, but, like, I really want everybody to stop eating McDonald's, G. Like, it's probably time for McDonald's to be done. I watched the video. A lady kept a fucking um, burger and small fries from, for 20 fucking years, bro. And... <laughs> Let's just, there was no mold, there was no rotting, there was nothing, man. and it really disgusted. It really disgusted me because I was like, I was eating McDonald's twenty years ago. Mm. <laughs> That's when it was a real life go to twenty years ago. It's still fucking in me, fam. Like, and that upsets me. So the fact that I saw Travis Scott had done business with McDonald's, it made me feel like he might be a little out of touch. Um, because I really, I don't know nobody who eat McDonald's like that. All the time, like I, I knew niggas who love McDonald's. That I don't hear talk about McDonald's no more. Yeah, it's it, it's not what it used to be, bro. It's not, same, it, it's not worth it. And, and uh, Travis Scott is not going to get me there, bro. Like, no, Travis, I'm not. Travis Scott I'm is not, not the draw to get the hype back over at the. I'm artists. not going to get the sprite with the ice straight up. I'm okay. <laughs> straight up. Uh, secondly, in our news, uh, the University of Michigan. Dearborn is out here wilding, fam. Oh, I uh, well, you know what, wilding, wilding or not wilding, it depends on your take. Uh, they hosted a non-POC online meeting. Oh no! Yeah, to to have their uh, non-people of color, their white students, be able to have an online meeting at the university just to kind of discuss what their experiences have been in these times as a white person. Uh, how does that make you feel uh, that I'm white people are getting together at the University of Michigan to talk about their experience in these times so they can lean on each other? Do you have any reviews from this Klan meeting? I don't. Uh, you know what? Like, when I read the headline and I read the short article on it, like, I immediately, like, scrunched my eyebrows up Ice Cube style and was like, 
hold the fuck up. What the fuck you mean no people of color meeting? And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what? We should probably let them have these meetings. <laughs> yeah, but all of their, all of their, their, all of their meetings, meetings all of their meetings should probably be directed by an African American, though. Like, no, like, I want them as white people no. to get together and have white on white meetings to decide how they feel about because they gotta feel like at times the world is crumbling around them. Like they can't even watch uh, fucking uh, their European basketball players without seeing Black Lives Matter splattered across the fucking basketball court. Everywhere they turn, they're being like, the, the only safe place for people that might not be a fan of change is just like the Republican meetings and rallies and shit. But it's got to be hard for privileged white people right now to have their bubble shaken so much. So maybe they do need to get together to really kind of like talk this out. What do you think? I... I want to be in the room where it happens. The room where it happens. Fuck that. They had enough, they had enough time to themselves to figure it out. Now they need a little guidance. So we're here to help. So if they're going to have a meeting, if they're going to have a meeting, then at least Malik Yoba should be in the corner with his arm folded listening. They, 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 they at least got to submit their meeting notes to the NAACP or something. All right, fuck it. Let's, let's roll with that, dude. <laughs> they need a black mediator for their white meetings at Fucking least. Facts. All right, all right. And uh, lastly, uh, former New York Jet, Josh Bellamy, uh, he actually just got cut a couple of days ago. You don't need to know that he name. Don't worry about it. Days before that. I'm going to tell you the important part of the story. Your, your, your man's, him and his people got together and filed for that uh, business bailout for the COVID. Oh, no, I did see something about this. You're fucking kidding me. This is what yeah, this is. This nigga frauded out. $17.4 million. Him and his co conspirators. How? How? Why does nobody call businesses me that, that weren't real and got all that money and that nigga spent that shit on Gucci and Dior and designer clothes. And like you weren't in the NFL. Now they're about to go after this. Now, to be fair, one, he played for the Jets, and two, he's not necessarily a household name. So he might not have really had it like that, but. This is way different than like claiming an extra nigga on your taxes. That nigga like, was born. That nigga was born in 1997, wasn't he? You see, this is the shit that I was talking about earlier. Fam, like, do you think that he thought like, well, the world is ending, so niggas ain't gonna really do this paperwork anyway, so let's get these extra bands? Like, what did he think? Like, did he just think that because the world was going to shit outside, they was gonna stop doing like accounting and shit? Like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Like, bro, let's just go ahead and file these papers because all the accountants about to catch COVID anyway. Yeah, and you're like, we might have to ball out in the last like, days. Like, yeah, his world's gonna end in fucking prison. Like, this is what the fuck is wrong? Seventeen point four million. Like, and it's just you and another nigga. Like, they're gonna thirty a piece or something out here. Like, what is? What are y'all doing, fam? Oh, they, say that, they say that they spent over a hundred k on clothes alone. Like, look, nigga, just want to be fly so he can post on the gram, fam. He did that for no other reason. But why? Like, niggas couldn't even go nowhere. Like, you yeah, took this money out when niggas couldn't go nowhere. This is what I'm saying, bro. He did that for no other... Like, this is what you spent your time... Did you lift weights? Did you do any chin-ups and pull-ups while you were on, on COVID time, nigga? Like, niggas haven't even really said nothing about how the NFL is going to play. Like, at least I haven't heard anything. I just keep hearing they're going to fucking play. Like, and you out here blowing a bag in Gucci and having champagne in Louis. Like, who can... Like, niggas got... The, I'm telling you, he got to be born tonight. Louis. What year was this fucking jerk born? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, that, that, 
Bam, he was born in my year. Fucking yeah, idiot. God damn. So you making it bad out here. Bro. Yeah, he making it bad for me. Shit. Yeah, that's that's all I got, man. Niggas got to straighten up out here, bro. Yeah, like, man, gotta... I, I don't want to hear any more reports like this from niggas like really like digging into the Red Cross money for two G's on their bill. Like this yeah, shit. That, that's disgusting, bro. I can't even fathom that right now. And especially Gucci don't fuck with us. The, oh, we, oh, that's right. They did do the mask thing. They was ahead of the game on the mask. I'll take one of the masks now with the nigger lips. Uh, thank you for listening to the Dipped in Butter program, man. We appreciate y'all fucking with us each and every week. Big shout out to Oregon, Arizona, New Mexico, Ohio, South yeah, South Africa. All of y'all uh, niggas that fuck with us for God knows why, but we appreciate it, man. My name is Cat. You can check me out on YouTube, Cat and Crunch com where you can dip into the cereal shit like website and going forward hey man go follow Dipped and Butter program on Twitch hey come interact with the boy sense. man watch me play some video games and shit man go ahead and click that follow button it's free man and we can uh we can argue about you know what I plan on doing I plan on playing video games and arguing with niggas about rap so if you like to argue about rap that's man smart. join me on there and we can yell about shit while uh, we play the game that's super hard yeah make sure you tap into that Twitch whenever he gets that up and running uh, it's your boy Wes no T aka the motherfucking goddamn glue you play a partner P-O-D-N-A around this bitch forever young 89 on Instagram fuck with me though yes sir like I say each and every week please 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 check up on your strong friends man it's bad out here you never know how much money they owe uh, on them back taxes for claiming kids that was really their little nephews and nieces or the little nigga down the street man <laughs> big facts and this week I'm gonna keep it uh, real anniversary themed and family style and I'm gonna shout out to the Welches um, today and hey, here tomorrow out. yesterday is their uh, nine year anniversary on this year day you know an anniversary nine, of ten, eleven. you know what I'm saying and it's really it is really you know to, to, to bring this thing full circle the birth of this podcast that is the birth of this podcast that is, is that day podcast. is responsible for why you guys are listening right now you know now. cause real, real niggas link up all over the world because history has its eyes on you you feel me so yes sir yes sir man we appreciate y'all fucking with us and we will catch y'all next week yes sir come on baby Let's go get dipped. <laughs>